0: Welcome to the 2022 Tech Congress series. My name is Catherine, and this series will follow our 2022 fellows as they make their way to Congress. We'll keep in touch with them throughout the year and follow up with them at the end of the fellowship to explore the highs, the lows, the surprises, and the evolution of their experience. A little bit of background, Tech Congress was created after our founder, Travis Moore, saw the lack of technical expertise while working as a staffer in Congress. Today, we will be interviewing Joel Burke, a 2022 Congressional Innovation Fellow. Joel is the former head of business development at the Republic of Estonia's e-residency program and served in the program's leadership team, where he was in charge of business strategy and managing relationships with key stakeholders like UNCTAD. Previously, he was an entrepreneur and early stage startup employee as the ninth employee at Gigster, an Andreessen Horowitz-backed company in Silicon Valley before helping launch a venture in Berlin for Rocket Internet, a publicly traded company builder. Welcome to the program, Joel. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being here. To kick us off, uh, what first sparked your interest in technology and tech policy?
1: So I guess on the technology side, I have always been interested in basically solving ideas at scale. And that's really what drew me to technology in the beginning. Um, it wasn't so much that, you know, the the technology itself was, was really exciting. It was more that... Technology gives you the ability to scale solutions so much more broadly. Um, and so that's what really drew me to it. And then, on the policy front, it was it was kind of a similar thing, right? I mean, with when you're looking at a startup, uh, when you're looking at technology, it's you know you're starting from usually from zero unless you're going to work at a big company. Um, but with with tech policy, you have this opportunity to basically build something that you know will affect likely millions of people from from day one. Um, And also I, you know, I saw working in Estonia, I saw just how important the policy side of things were and how well government can run if policy is crafted correctly. And, you know, kind of all cylinders are aligned. And so I wanted to, I wanted to give back to the U.S. And so that's what drew me to U.S. tech policy, let's say.
0: Yeah, that's super good to know. And you mentioned that uh, you worked in Estonia. And I think that's a really fascinating experience that I'm sure people would love to hear more about. So I was wondering if you could talk about your work in the e-residency program there and how that experience has influenced the approach you might wanna to take to your work in the American government now.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it, it was quite a coincidence that I managed to end up there. I had moved to Berlin and was working at Rocket Internet, which basically builds companies and also has an investment branch that, that invests in startups. And I was helping to build a company for them. And I had seen this role in Estonia. I had been to the country once, 10 plus years prior, um, and it just sounded fantastic. And the idea was uh, this e-residency program was to start within the government. So it kind of attracted me from, from that side. So I, I went, I joined... Um, And my, my role was essentially uh, leading leading a team of international folks um, that manage partnerships and growth broadly of the program so our main product at eResidency was essentially a digital ID that gave people access to uh, the Estonia digital infrastructure which enabled everything from starting a business to filing your taxes and then, you know, if you were resident there were many more capabilities that the Estonia infrastructure enabled but for. third country nationals, which is what our program uh, was focused on, the really the, the key driver or you know ability that this card gave you was the ability to run a business from anywhere in the world in um, Estonia and therefore within the EU. So that was an amazing experience looking at you know, basically helping enabling entrepreneurship for people around the world um, through this program and also working for a government. And the thing that I took away about Estonia was um, when, when government closely collaborates with the private sector and values are aligned throughout, um, throughout both public and private sector, really incredible things can happen. So just to give you an example, um, for instance, in Estonia, it takes maybe, maybe two minutes to file your taxes as long as you don't have an extremely abnormal tax situation. So, for instance, after I was there my first year, I had to file my taxes. All I did was log on online with my EID. Um, you just put the put the card in a chip reader, um, and then you log into the the tax infrastructure. Everything is already there. Uh, you just scan through it, um click yes, it submits it, and then it's done. and that's that's your taxes. Um, and there's so many things like that with with government and that just make citizens' lives so much easier and more seamless. and that's that's really what. What I took away from government is that it doesn't—it doesn't have to suck, right? Um, we we can make a government that is responsive and great and great for folks, and that's that's what I hope to bring back to the U.S.
0: Yeah, no, that's super exciting to learn about, and it's really cool. Yeah, that they have that tax filing program in Estonia. Um, you also mentioned how we can kind of bridge the private sector and public sector together, and I was wondering, given that uh, you've worked at Uh, Gigster in the private sector and have done a lot of public sector work. Um, What are some key differences uh, that you've noticed between those two areas? And how do you think we can better facilitate dialogue between these different sectors?
1: Yeah, I think so. In Estonia, one thing that I liked was that there was there was much more rotation around um private sector folks and public sector folks going back and forth within these industries uh, I, I think it wasn't just you know you serve five years in government and then you switch the private sector for the rest of your career or you know or vice versa um there was much more back and forth which i think is great because i think um, sharing those perspectives on both sides is really useful where i think i think one thing that happens is that especially in the startup community i think there's just not very much understanding of what government actually does, what its capabilities are, um, and what it's meant to do. I, I mean, I always give the example, when, when people talk about, you know, why doesn't the government move faster on certain things? I say, well, do, do you want the IRS, you know, the tax code to be updated every six months? And people say, well, no, of course not. That would be, you know, that would be super difficult and crazy. So, you, you know, I think I think from the private sector, and especially the startup side, um, there needs to be a lot more understanding of how government operates. And I think there's beginning to to be that, but I'm excited to to share to share more of that um, between these two worlds.
0: Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like understanding the different, perhaps like paces at which like different types of institutions need to move at is definitely really important. Going into your work at Tech Congress now, uh, what brought you to Tech Congress specifically, and what do you hope to accomplish as a fellow?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so during my time in this story- actually, actually, far before that, I had wanted to do more to kind of give back to my own community, um, and you know, whether that's you know, I moved I moved around a lot as a kid, so I was more you know, when I think about my community, I think of America broadly. Um, so I was, I was always on the lookout for, for an opportunity around that. And as I mentioned, I've always been interested in things that scale. So um, and doing things at scale that affect a lot of people um, at, at once, ideally. So I had heard about Tech Congress some years ago, and it was just kind of on my radar. And then, uh, you know, kind of because of COVID, I, I came back to the U.S. and I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. I was able to um, join Georgetown uh, as a as a master's student, and then I um, was lucky enough to get accepted into this program. So, I I've always been interested in kind of how to do the most good possible. Uh, so I see this I see this program as as helping to enable that. And I, I mean, as you as you know, we're we're right at the beginning of these stages. Uh, so I'm very excited to to really be digging in here shortly.
0: Yeah, and we're super excited for you as well. Um, I guess on your time on the Hill, what kinds of issues are you most passionate about working on and why?
1: Um, On my side, there's a ton of things that I'm interested in, you know, ranging from um, basically, well, basically anything that has the potential for large scale impact are things that I'm interested in, especially areas that have been uh, kind of previously neglected before, or just you know aren't getting as much attention as as I think they they deserve. But also things like AI safety, um, anti kleptocracy are things that are are really interesting to me. But candidly, I'm just I'm just really excited to get in there and learn um, and hopefully make a difference.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. And since you're approaching your time working on the Hill soon, is there anything you're nervous about when it comes to working there?
1: <laughs> I, I mean. Um, yeah, my my first day, my first day in an office is tomorrow, so I'm very excited and yes, a little bit nervous. I think, I think for me, the thing that worries me is that, um, um, just to you know, to give an example, you know, from from private industry, I, I doubt that anyone at Facebook expected Facebook to turn out to be what it is today. You know, for for better or for worse, right? I mean, um, I don't want to dive too too deep into that, but you know, I think I think when you're looking at legislation that at doing things, there's always unintended um, consequences of of the things that we do. So I guess that's one thing I am a little bit nervous about is uh, you know doing doing something wrong and you know ending up uh, you know messing up an industry or distorting incentives or something like that. But um, yeah,
0: for sure, yeah. I think the scale of impact when you're working at the federal government level is both the exciting and perhaps also the nerve-wracking part of it all but you've been through the tech congress orientation period for the past month or so and you've been in washington and learning about congress throughout this orientation period has there been anything you've learned about the workings of congress or life on the hill that's surprised you
1: yeah a ton i i mean um the the training has been phenomenal and as well as the the support from the alumni and the network and um it's it's definitely been uh you know, a civics, I don't know, 101, 201, 301, um, all, all stuff together in, in a couple of weeks here, which has been fantastic. I think some of the things that stand out to me are just how, uh, much offices have to cover, um, with, with so few staff, which is just, you know, it's just fascinating to me. And, um, candidly, like, a a, a little bit, a little bit, scary and nerve wracking, but also, you know, exciting for me that I'm going to have the potential for such high impact. I mean, many, many offices only have, you know, a half dozen or so staffers that that cover a huge variety of issues that a congressperson has to work on. So I think on one hand, that was that was pretty surprising to me that they didn't have more staff. Um, But at the same time, it's also very exciting that, you know, I can I can be a meaningful part of a team and, and help out there.
0: Yeah, definitely super exciting. And we're all so excited for you to join tomorrow. Um, I guess to end us off here, one final fun question we like to ask everybody is what is the best restaurant that you've been to in DC so far?
1: I'm going to say Supra. Um, I, I have a fondness for Georgian food. And I've definitely gone, I think, two or three times now. Um, and it's, it's always delivered.
0: I definitely am going to check that out then if I'm ever in the D.C. area. I think Jack Cable yesterday actually said the exact same thing, so right. good to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great it's great Georgian food, and makes me miss. Uh, I spent a bit of time in Armenia and Georgia um, a few years back, and I, I definitely missed the area and the and the food and the people.
0: Yeah, that sounds so lovely. Well, thank you, Joel, so much for being here today, and we wish you all the best on your new role in Congress. That's it for now follow our Twitter at Congress Fellows to keep up with Joel's adventures throughout the fellowship. A special thank you to Tech Congress founder Travis Moore and senior advisor Brooke Hunter for their continued support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our newest episodes and hear more about our fellows work in Congress.